I walk the streets with my swagger on supernatural Facing a million opponents and my role is to act alone Lights, camera when the action's on Where I'm home is a battle zone A vigilante in the catacombs But I rock with a hot shot like a clock When it's cocked and popped in the lead stone People say that my head is gone But it's them same people with need of my help When I'm heading home in life They say that everybody got a purpose so I roam the city streets like Fawlty Sang in the surface The hot shot sharpshooter superhero Destined to shine like light through the dark of evil I fight for what's right in the hearts of people And try to open y'all eyes cause it's hard to see truth You ever feel like everybody's the same but you different? That's when you know you're here to make a difference Hot shot, you got a choice to make stand up or stand down Fight or flight, get up, bang out the world's wait, can't wait to see what you about to showtime act now. Hot shot, you got a choice to make stand up or stand down. Fight or flight, get up, bang out the world's wait, can't wait to see what you about to showtime act now. Hot shot. Surprise, surprise, I'm not Michael Watson, and I'll be taking over for this evening's chat and draw. And today, our special guest, if my lighting works, is going to be Sean Barber. 
<laughs> Wait a second. A new opponent has interrupted the tournament. What's up, Teo? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. I got to tell you, that whole intro thing is awesome. <laughs> it is. Uh... All right. So I think my screen needs to. Yep. There it is. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, so I guess we can just jump into it. Uh, you have any character? special character you wish for me to draw this evening you know what it's totally up to you i will mention that out of the comic that i drive for a server comic borg is my personal favorite <laughs> but the most popular i would say is probably going to be ray due to the uh the affiliation with the slender man type uh all character right. so it is totally up to you all right well that's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can do it Borg first. That seems fun. And while we start that, yeah, you can talk about uh, your Kickstarter for your project. Sure. Um, I am doing a comic book for the popular um, Reddit creepypasta called I Drive for Server. And I came across it and thought it was a really good story. So I reached out to its creator and they were generous enough to allow me to um, turn that into a comic book. And it is about Jim. He is out of his luck and trying to find a new job because his construction work isn't turning out so well. He lands a job as a ride service transportation person, kind of like Uber. But little does he know that it's ending up that it's for the paranormal. And so now not only does he have to survive the night, his passengers but he also is confronted with a literal ghost from his past. And he's also uh, talked into solving kind of like a murder mystery. So it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of snarky humor. It, like I said, creepy pasta. So it is horror as well, but it's a lot of fun. Wow. That's actually, that's, yeah, I, I looked into like a little thing of references that you, you sent and it honestly sounds really interesting. I'm a big fan of uh, creepy pasta, so yeah, no, this is like right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, the stories existed uh, well before me. Actually, there's actually already fan fiction. There's fan art that exists. Um, there's a whole like universe that it takes place in. It's called the Worst Verse now because there is another um, writer by the name of Joshua Wagner who does an excellent job. He does um, I Ride for Cerber and uh, a couple other stories that are really awesome that take place in that same universe. So that's a lot of fun. And also it exists as an audio uh, version on YouTube by a gentleman by the name of Nature's Temper. And mm -hmm. one of the cool things about that is that Nature's Temper, he actually allowed us to use his um, audio as one of the reward tiers for the comic book, which is a lot of fun. That's nice. So uh, how about you tell me a little bit about like this character I'm drawing, Borg? 
All right. So Borg, he is a giant ogre. Uh, and he's a little bit simple. He's very loud. He is very obnoxious. He is he is uh, brutish, if you will. Uh, he also works construction, turns out. And um, he, he believes himself to actually be an orc of the uh, Lord of the Rings variety. <laughs> However because he likes the characters from that, but he will not admit to the fact that orcs aren't actually real, even oh. though we all know they aren't. But ogres, they're here. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Seems like he's, really got, he's got a really here. good part in this, in this first story arc, the comic book. Um, this is part one of two. And, um, so here you'll get the introduction to Borg. You'll probably end up falling in love with him just like I did. And uh, yeah, so he, he, he's uh, one of the main characters uh, along, like I said, with Ray, uh, Jim, our main protagonist. And we've got um, Siobhan, which takes place. She's a Kelpie, takes uh, her events happen later in the first issue. So it's fun to watch all of that kind of unfold. That's awesome. You're so fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tend to work fast. I'm what I'm also in school. I need to work fast in order to get all my projects done. Yeah, no doubt. That's right. Yeah. And hi to most epic. See you sitting there doing your thing too. <laughs> I got double drawing. I think it's so much fun. It'll be exciting too, because like I said, there's uh, like fan fiction. So I know that people would be excited to see uh, what you guys are doing here as well. Yeah. Have you always uh, been into like this crispy pasta sort of things? Or um, I got into it because my oldest son, he is uh, 17 now. Um, he was really into it and I like getting into the stuff that he's into and I didn't know much about it until he kind of turned me on to it. Just like watching anime and a whole lot of other laundry list of things. And, um, as I was doing it and I, I work at a hospital in the medical records department. So I get to sit there and listen to podcasts and stories and stuff while I'm working and find, you know, uh, inspiration, uh, while I'm doing my boring daily job. And mm -hmm. so, uh, fell in love with a few stories uh, a few characters, you know, popular ones, of course, Slenderman, Laughing Jack, Eyeless Jack, all of, you know, Candy Pop, all those out there. And um, this this is just one, as I was listening to it, it fit the way it was told as if it were going to be put uh, into a comic book already. And it was kind of a no-brainer for me. Um, mm -hmm. It did take a little bit of research, though, because I did have to look for the um the creator of it uh as they were using a pen name so i had to work my way backwards a little bit and i feel really really lucky that it all worked out the way it has because not only um, did they give me permission but they also live semi-close to me so that means the penciler i'm the inker for it um the original writer for the story and our colorist all live almost within an hour of each other. Mm, so, convenient. yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to trying to, once the campaign is done, trying to put together like a meetup 
so uh, we can kind of all be involved in maybe signing the books. And so that's a, a new thing that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. yeah. And it also opens up the opportunity to be able to share tables at conventions and stuff. And so uh, that's just a bonus in itself, really. <laughs> so what, which uh, like creepy pastas and stuff do you like the most? Uh, I think, yeah, I definitely started off with like the, uh, like more mainstream ones, I guess the ones that you've stated, Slenderman, Laughing Jack. I haven't been really into creepy pasta the way I have since like I was in middle school. I think I was uh -huh. when I got into it. But yeah, and no, I still I still enjoy like a whole lot of more horror stuff, urban legends, all that. Yeah, that's right. And I noticed like a lot of I so because of this, it's caused me to do like a dive into like cryptids and other things like that and it almost seems like the timing for the comic book to come out couldn't be better because um there was like a zombie phase for a while then there was the cthulhu mythos stuff that was going around that was real popular for a minute and now um it's really fun because i'm seeing a lot of other people come up and are finishing uh like cryptid type comics and stuff and so being at the at the forefront of that it seems like at the within the indie community i, I feel really proud to have gotten a jump on it oh yeah you working on any other uh comics or um this will be one? this one is the first venture out from the main title um belial that i work on with my co-creator chuck pino and it is a more mature book and so it's about the original ruler of hell as he fights to take back his throne from Satan. And in order to do so, he's got to go through the four horsemen and Lucifer himself. But it's more like Hellboy meets Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. But um, where that one is straight comedy, this one has more of the horror elements. And then after this one's done, I've got another one that's taken that's going on um, called The Treatment. And that is one that's going to be just straight up horror all the way. And it takes place in the early 1900s at an old asylum. Mm -hmm. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And yeah, before I forget, uh, everyone watching, we do have the Kickstarter link uh, in, in, in the chat. Uh, so y'all can support uh, server as it's as it's gonna come out. Yeah, one of the cool things is that um, it's only 15 days in. It's a 30-day campaign, but we have already surpassed our minimum funding goal and unlocked a bonus stretch goal. And wow. so, not only do they get whatever reward that they um, are looking at, but they're also going to be able to get a customizable bumper sticker for anybody that backs the physical reward tier. And uh, when we hit our next stretch goal at 5,000, um, they're going to uh, get a uh, creator commentary by Mofucius. And the one thing that's cool about that is Mofucius is the original author of the story and nobody knows who or what they are. So this is kind of like a behind the scenes thing and it'll be a reward that everybody can get. So uh, here you see pages, they were uh, penciled by Kyron Silva, of course, inked by myself. The colors for these pages was done by King Bola. 
we do have a new colorist on Kenny Aitken. So he is killing it. I got to see some of the next few pages. Um, they are almost all already lettered by Robin Jones, which is super rad. Um, but yeah, so you can kind of see the semi-animated cartoony look that we went through with it. Um, and that's, that's a lot of fun. We've got the video there, which is, it's a little bit of a longer one, but it's Kyron and myself. It's kind of like an introductory, um, as if you were actually a, trying to be a driver for server. And so it's made to be like one of those cheesy little uh, welcome aboard videos. Yeah, I watched that too. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I did a few like actual commercials with it, which turned out really well as well. You can see I definitely have the messier of the two households. He is way tidy. But yeah. So it just goes back and forth there. Talking about welcoming everybody as this new opportunity has arisen itself to drive for server. <laughs> so we go through the classifications, like what it takes, uh, and it all kind of ties back in to presenting it as if it were like a real business. So one of the cool things that I got to do with that is I created a bunch of advertisements for the comic itself that I mimicked kind of off of Uber and Lyft advertisements that you would see out there. Um, I tried to really pull that feeling in as much as possible just to give people the feeling that they can be part of it. And it's reflected there in the reward tiers because we have not only just like the digital and physical version of the comics, but we also have um, the audio visual thing, uh, which is all of the word balloons are going to be taken out of the uh, comic and put um, the audio follow along uh, by nature's temper, which is a cool thing I thought for um, giving respect where respect is due. And for the people that existed within the server uh, worst verse before me. Mm, that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, so we also have the the driver tiers. So people that are interested in representing Cerber, they can get like a, there's a T-shirt, a hand sanitizer, the air freshener, all the stuff that kind of ties in to specifically even Borg <laughs> and <laughs> and the story itself. Oh, uh, there. That's me doing my little putting on the creepy mask as if my ride has arrived. So I'm going to go and get on board with that. And there's That's some so of the nice. examples of some of the ads that I made. And then you get to see the cover art. And again, some of the page art that you see uh, as you scroll through the actual Kickstarter. It's such a nice touch with like the. Uh the ads that you filmed as well as like the little uh like drawn out ads it's it's really creative i all did that well thank you yeah i was i was trying to think of a way that i could really jump out of the box a little bit and incorporate um so that worked out really nice i like the ending of that video because <laughs> uh, it also ties in with the ads um but it, it was a good thing to be able to have this already established community um but it's almost like an additional pressure too, 
because you want to give them something fresh and revive a story that's existed for quite a while. Yeah. I think you're doing a good job so far. And then again, I'm not really in the creepypasta community, but you know, yeah. as from someone from, as an outsider, I'll say. Well, I appreciate it. But yeah, so there you get the digital reward tier. Uh, there's uh, Kyron Silva's cover. There, um, that's the main one that you saw in the ad. The audio visual is the Nature's Temper audio uh, digital comic book. Uh, and we've got Mark Zuptich, who is one of my best friends from high school. We've been friends for years, and I actually was brought on for his first comic book, and I was the inker for his first comic book as well. And that was super rad. And that was Into the Darkness. It was like a zombie story, which was a lot of fun. And Borg-like stickers. As you can tell by the title there, his speech is a little bit more simple. He's a little bit simple. Um, but it, you get uh, a bunch of the stickers that I actually drew for the campaign, the character stickers. Uh, we do have foil covers. We do have a um, metal glow-in-the-dark cover. And we do have like the the standard covers as well. Um, that there's our server representative tier, and that is the one that you get like the air freshener and all kinds of cool stuff with it. And I'm really going back and forth between the new car smell or something else. There's like a list of 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 smells that are available, but I want it to be able to tie in to the story. I mm -hmm. I did a. I did a air freshener for Belial, and since he works at a bar in hell, um, we went with the pina colada scent, and that was actually kind of cool. A lot of fun. So final uh, answer to who I'm drawing, uh, I'm going to go with both Borg and Ray, I think, just if, because of how quickly I end up drawing Borg. Yeah. Uh, I am going to ask, uh, how is the sizing correct? Like, how tall is Borg in comparison to Ray? I would probably say, yeah, they're they're pretty much matching in in height. I don't know if you could tell from the little preview pages um, that he had to have the passenger seat. He had to sit in the third row of seats and have yeah. the the row of seats in front of him folded up just so he could extend his legs. Uh, but then you have. Uh, Borg a little bit later in the story, he plops himself down in the car and of course weighs it all down, but he is so scrunched up inside that car. He takes up the whole back seat. It's just oh. one, like a, a huge body mass where the other one just takes up the linear space. <laughs> and it was cool to kind of, uh, one of the things I really liked about it is the fact that Ray is in the story because I felt it was a good contact point for people that do know um, of the character Slenderman, but not necessarily creepy pastas or anything. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to think that uh, Slenderman is not the only one, or that you know just because we name something uh, doesn't mean that's what its name actually is. And so to give this this creepy entity a regular name like Ray is a fun, fun idea to me. Yeah. I'm assuming that a majority of like the characters themselves, unless like what type, like the species of character or creature, the characters themselves are all original for the comic or? 
Um, well, the ogre, the ogre there, of course, everybody knows ogres. Um, Kelpies are actually, um, uh, I think they're Scottish in origin, and they are like a water horse. Um, the presentation for those is a little bit different depending on uh, how people like to portray them. Uh, for this story, the way that it was written was like um, they had tentacles. So even the sticker design, the first time I went about it, I did try to put it with uh, like a regular tail. But Mofucius did correct me a little bit in saying that uh, they wanted more of the tentacle look. So that was fun to play around with. So even though I had tentacles as the hair, um, because I knew that there was tentacles in the story, uh, we, we went and wrapped it all the way around into tentacles in the body. So I had to do a little bit of character uh, revision on that. Because I think it's important to get um the proper portrayal i got to make sure that they're happy because i want to be able to make more because this might be the first two issues for this story arc but there are many others that kind of exist along the way and some of the stories are unfinished and one of the cool side um products of doing the comic book is that it's inspired them to actually go back in and start writing more stories for it so inspiration breeds inspiration and it's just kind of it, it's showing itself to be evident through the efforts of the comic book which is a lot of fun um I, um i have a question absolutely um when did you fall in love with comics with comics um i fell in love with comics at an early age i had a really rambunctious household we had uh, i was a natural kid but we always had foster kids in the house and so it was really loud and there was always stuff going on and sometimes the the regular nes the regular nintendo was taken up or the sega was taken up and so we had to find other things to do and for me that was to be doing uh, artwork and stuff that i found in comic books and whatnot so they became like a go-to kind of an escape from daily life um and it, it turned out to be pretty 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 cool eventually uh i didn't always want to go into art necessarily i was always interested in it but um a promise to my grandmother is actually what got me in the art aspect of it but yeah comic books have always been a part of my life for a really really long time from the popular stuff like x-men to less popular stuff like johnny the homicidal maniac or Invader Zim and Evil Ernie, all that and Spawn, all that. I kind of went to the darker side of comics, but yeah. I have another question. <laughs> I will answer all your questions. Fire away. Um, who's your favorite character? My favorite character in this story or my favorite comic book character in general? In general. In general. Um, my favorite character, I think, of all time has been Evil Ernie. And and that's because I like the backstory. Um, the fact that um, he's just trying to do his thing, but he came from a rough childhood. And um, all, the, all of the, the things that inspired him to become what he, what he is. And even though he may not go the best way about solving his issues... 
he does make the most of his efforts. And then, uh, of course, close runner-up, I think, would be Lobo, if you're going to go even more mainstream than that, um, out of the DC universe. But like I said, I always gravitated towards the grungier or more attitude-based characters. I just I felt like the things that, that were meant to be a little bit uncomfortable, I found myself being more comfortable in that space. Yeah. Me too, a bit too, yeah. Yeah, if things keep going too well for like too long, I start waiting for that other boot to drop. It makes me nervous. I don't like uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is a good <laughs> creating comics that uh, have this crazy stuff going on is is a good way for me to keep from starting my own problems and issues. So as long as I can create issues in the pages, I don't have to deal with the ones that are out here so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot. But yeah, no, so a lot of a lot of people I got the opportunity. I made like a little preview version of the comic book and uh made like a few copies of this that I went out to um Sinister Halloween Con um here in California. And it went really, really well. In fact, they invited me back for their Sinister Creature Con. So I got to touch bases with a lot of uh professional special effects artists and uh, makeup artists and actors like uh, who was it? Corey Feldman was at the last one that I was at, which was a lot of fun. But giving shouts out, I like to give credit to like what everybody does. So I made sure that on this cover, it was Kyron's pencils, my inks, and for the cover, my friend Chris Hall, who's an excellent colorist, he did the colors for the the cover. So that was a lot of fun to be able to offer people. Uh, only made like 30 copies and I escaped with just a couple of them left. So it's pretty rad. It's, yeah. So what kind of, what kind of comic book stories or what kind of stories in general do you guys like? Uh, good question. I think I stick more towards like your classic, uh, superhero, uh, comic books. Um, I don't really, I haven't really been able to get into comic books as much as I would like, but yeah, superheroes. Yeah. And what about you? What What is yours? What What kind of comic books or what kind of books in general are you interested in? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Do you have a favorite comic book character? Um, you got to speak up. No. No? What kind of stories do you like the most? Do you like scary stories or superheroes or like just fun stories? I like fun stories. Yeah. Do you have do you have any that like jump to the forefront of your mind when you think of like a story that you like get into? Um, no, not really. <laughs> okay, it's okay. There's so much out there, and especially being connected in in a, one form or another to like the indie community, I can see how like having so many options to choose from out there, it could be a little bit. Uh, of a daunting thing to try to pick even just five. It is really hard for me. 
because especially when you want to connect with people because it's hard to kind of see and you want to almost not give the wrong answer because even though it's your preference you still feel like there's the specific answer people look for yeah. I love what you got going on. You're <laughs> you're way quicker. You're way quicker than I am. This just goes to show that like going through everything that you're doing really helps to pay off. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I never got to do. I only had one year of art class and uh, it, they went with a traditional kind of like a modern art, which was mm -hmm. not my wheelhouse. <laughs> I did what I had to. One of the things I enjoyed the most about the art class that I was in was like doing scratchboard and stuff like that, which was really fun to kind of draw in the negative. But I think that's what also gravitated me towards doing inking rather than even just penciling in general. But the the form and everything, I, find, I think I find poses to be a little bit more difficult. So when I do my artwork, I generally tend to do like chibi art, something a little mm -hmm. bit simpler <laughs> lots of easy references to it yeah. i'm actually a bit of the quite opposite for that uh chibi is actually something i tend to struggle with really yeah despite being it so simple i don't know my brain immediately goes you got to get it correctly with the, the anatomy and stuff that's funny i i do tend to add maybe more um detail i think than a lot of the chibi art out there because it's maybe not standard maybe it's like a halfway like a midway point i like to stick to like the the uh what's up kyron welcome aboard man kyron silva is on board the penciler for i drive for server oh nice so Hello, yeah kyron. but yeah so it's a lot of fun i like i've been hired to do stickers for other people and that's one of the things that the artwork that i do myself uh, translates really, really well towards, and people gravitate towards it at like a convention tables. It's simple, it's easy, it's not offensive. People can put it on their water bottles and give it to their kids and everything else. So even if I had a mature themed book, the the chibi stickers were still <laughs> popular amongst almost everybody. Kyron, do you have any questions out there? So what kind of got you started in doing art and stuff? Uh, not Nothing in particular, really. I, I've been drawing since I was little. I remember specifically in the kindergarten, we had one of those little wooden uh, pose figurines. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I would just draw that at what, like, whenever we didn't have like actual class time. That's what I would do. Nice. And I never stopped, apparently. That's awesome. I know mm -hmm. that as far as like uh, like figures and uh, I guess drawing aids, I actually went in and tried to get some of those body coon and body chan. If, I don't know if you're familiar with what those oh, are, yeah. but those yeah, those have been a lot of fun. But there's so many pieces. Yeah. You almost spend you almost spend just as much time posing them as you do drawing them. <laughs> but that would be like where the repetition and doing these things over and over like yourself would probably really pay off. Hard part for me is I just don't have the time for it. I'm a single father. I work full time. There's just so much always going on. There seems like there's always something uh, taking up uh, attention. 
So being able to ink on top of other people's work allows me to experience the joy that I get from doing art while also appreciating other people's art artwork and uh, gives me some of the basis for my own growth, even though it has to happen in baby steps. Uh, what got you into art in the first place as well? Uh, just like I said, it was being like an escape from everyday life and it was simple. It was easy, accessible. We always had paper um, because we had like an old computer with the uh, tearaway sides <laughs> on it. So there was always scrap paper. So there was always something laying around and um, I got appreciation and acknowledgement for doing artwork early on. And I think because of just even that little bit of attention, it kind of stuck with me. And eventually it became a point that my grandmother and my grandfather and stuff, they would brag about it or, you know, showcase it on a mantle somewhere. And they were like, you really need to do something with that. And I used to blow them off and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, eventually it got to a point where um, I had to make a, a promise to my grandmother who unfortunately was really sick. And just before she passed away, she made me promise her that I would actually do something with my art. And so that was the birthstone of the, I guess you could say the professional comic book career. So that's nice. Yeah, no, I, I, I do think that uh, encouragement, especially for something like art helps a whole lot when getting Absolutely. into it. Yeah, no, it, it means everything, especially um, if you don't have a real strong support system in day-to-day -day life. So even just every little bit, you, you end up clinging to whatever you get. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it could have been music. It could have been anything. But even just acknowledging somebody's effort and doing what they love and enjoy, I think is a huge thing and in inspiring them to continue in that. And uh, so I try to do that for my kids as well. I got one kid who's super into like um, martial arts and stuff right now. So he likes watching MMA fights with me, which is super awesome. My daughter, she's into Minecraft, but she also likes doing artwork. And so I try to support her with that. And then my oldest son, uh, he nerds out on just about everything. In fact, he comes with me uh, to conventions and helps me kind of hawk my wares and try to talk to people in my absence. So I have to pull him out of his comfort zone because he's naturally an introvert. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun to watch him squirm a little bit, but it's nice to see the growth that he's made even over the years. Yeah. I appreciate that. I really try to be my, 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 this is comic books has turned not only into fulfilling that promise to my grandmother, but also um, not necessarily ever being of a financially stable position. Mm -hmm. um, this is something I'm able to produce to be able to have a piece of me that I leave behind for my kids. And it represents something that I believe in. It represents following through on a promise it represents um you know make sure you dedicate yourself to something you enjoy and something that you love and you don't want to let that go because through a lot of life's experiences people will often try to rob you of the things that you enjoy and all too easily you can sacrifice those things to make other people happy and you shouldn't have to do that you should be able to enjoy the things that you enjoy they should appreciate you and even if it's not their thing they should try to support you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get into comics if you want to be rich, kids. Absolutely. <laughs> that is one thing that I definitely learned um, fairly quickly.
quickly and painfully is that comics are a lot more expensive than I ever thought they were. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're producing your own. It's nice if you're like the artist for a book or something, but that also depends on how quickly like you can turn out artwork. So somebody like yourself is going to be able to get a lot more jobs than say somebody like me when it comes to the artwork for sure. But yeah, that was on my first campaign that I ever ran. I ended up taking um, a hit on it because I just didn't budget right because I didn't understand all of the um, trials and obstacles that come into place that you never really thought of just because as a creator, you also have to be your own marketing. You also have to be your own bookkeeper. You have to be your own everything. So it's really contingent on your ability to kind of hang in there and learn from mistakes or whether they're your own or somebody else's into from lack of a better terminology to steal shamelessly when it comes to good ideas and practices practices. Yeah. But yeah, surrounding yourself with other people that have the similar passions is a great thing to do. And so one of the things early on in making comic books that for me um, started a, a group called the Indie Comic Conspiracy on Facebook, which um, there's a lot of promo pages out there for people that want to push their Kickstarters or whatever. But I noticed that there was a lack in actual pages of people that wanted to network and support each other. And one of the ways I could give back to the community and really uh, unassumingly kind of fuel my own growth was to create that and to kind of hold that steady. So like maybe for the past, uh, I would say probably four or five years, that page has been up and it's just people sharing their wins, their losses, their artwork, their campaigns, um, best practices, their works in progress, uh, things that they're thankful for, all of that stuff. And then, of course, there's a day where people can shamelessly promote whatever they want because you got to give people that ego boost. Mm -hmm. So Let's see. That's so much fun. One of the cool side effects of having done this is that um, even through doing this, some of the creators from um, the Indie Comic Conspiracy page, there's one in, in spe specifically that did a sculpture of Ray that was directly from one of the pages. And it, it was it was done in like an old claymation style. And I thought that was super awesome. I guess that's a really fun thing about having about making your own comic. You get your own little fan base around it yeah and there's there's something to be said about fan art that really just just right right into the adrenal glands that little shot of <laughs> adrenaline and and that helps you get jazzed about what you're doing and know that you're connecting with somebody on some level and they can get kind of into what you're doing whether it's something as simple as like a character design or like the story or something that goes along with that it's just really fun to see that you know, just like I'm sure if somebody ever, you know, cosplays as one of the characters from I Drive for Server, I will be floored when that happens too. Oh, yeah. So I uh, did have a cosplayer for um, Belial. Her name was December Lace, and she did a phenomenal job, and that was fun to offer for people. But she dressed up like a demon from the comic. That was pretty rad. Yeah. But yeah, that's, so. Yeah, that's the goal, isn't it? To get. A good fan base around it <laughs> well yeah if you don't if you don't 
<laughs> Kyron says he'll dress up as Adeline. Adeline, you'll see in the pages there that um, she is the mysterious operator, the person who, the the not a person uh, necessarily, but the entity behind the creation of Cerber as a business. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea. I got so sidetracked with seeing Kyron offer up dressing uh, as a cosplayer for Adeline was awesome. <laughs> what what got what got you into artwork? Daughter. Either one of you. Um, what do you enjoy most about doing art? Me, I guess, be the characters. <laughs> Drawing my own characters, making them. Right on. What do you see yourself eventually doing with with your artwork? What's your end goal? What's your what's your end game for that? Uh, right now I'm thinking concept art in any way. Uh, again, mostly with the character design. Uh, I want to get into environment design as well. Nice. Now, is that for? Do you have like an interest, like say in like video game type stuff, or even just comic books and movies or something? I'd say mostly a video game. What brought the idea into my head was um, I was recently playing the Resident Evil 2 remake. And okay. what's cool about that game is as you get certain achievements, you can unlock the actual concept art uh, used to like make the game. And I was like, wow, this stuff yeah. is so cool. I want to do this. And yeah, I always thought those were awesome when you get like those little uh, booklets like that's one of the things that's really cool about doing like the collector's editions and stuff is sometimes you'll get those books that do have concept art and you get to see the evolution of either the characters or their environments and everything like that. And so one of the cool ones for me was I think the Dante's Inferno game that was pretty rad and they turned they had the uh, anime uh, movie of that as well. So seeing how those characters evolved, and I think since that, even the um, one of the, one of the God of War games, those those were awesome to look at. But yeah, that that's awesome. And in fact, you know, from watching how you're working and how 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 well you're doing, I would say that I would definitely hire you to do character concept design for sure <laughs> thank you might have to might have to uh offer you something because I, I haven't done any of the concept art or anything for the treatment and so <laughs> that's one of the hardest things for me sometimes yeah. it's hard to hit like all of the right uh points when you're trying to do characters because you want them to be enough that is different from one another so different people can connect to it yet reliably um like within the realm of whatever you're working on writing characters is definitely more difficult i think personally than the design you like translating the the idea that already exists that was kind of like the concept behind doing this. Um, for me, uh, in creating Belial, I brought on Chuck Pinot 
first as a writer, and then he did such a great job writing uh, for me that I did offer up for him to be the um, the co-creator. And so that was the evolution of that. And so for myself, like I said, I take I've been taking baby steps that this is my baby step towards doing the solo project. Um, so actually recognizing a story that I enjoyed that uh, was in prose version first allowed me to kind of stretch and jump out of my comfort zone to um, get myself familiarized with the script writing process for um, comics. And so that was a fun thing to be able to do because I didn't have as much of a reference and I had to do research myself. And so as I'm moving forward, uh, even after this was kind of on its way and doing well, um, coming up with the script and writing the, the comic book script for the treatment, um, it was it was kind of like taking a breath of fresh air and reintroducing myself to something that I enjoyed a long time ago. But this is so rad. I, you know what? I think, I think it would be kind of a cool thing. Uh, we are at, I think it's $4,700 now. Um, I can check real quick. Cause I want to see, I think it'd be neat to offer up this as even a stretch goal. <laughs> as a digital reward for people that when we reach when we reach that because i'd like people to be able to get the 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 stuff that you're working on this is rad wow thank you you know and technically since the um the comic book is only uh 31 pages and i think i need to be at 32 pages this might be a cool thing where i can put your guys's art on one of those back pages to kind of feature yourself. So oh, both wow. of you will probably have a spot. If you finish your finish your drawing, I'll, I'll I'll put you guys on that as well. That would be pretty rad, I think. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. So of course I'll I'll need to get the uh, your guys' <laughs> names and give you proper credit for doing it, but I think that'd be rad. Yeah. Ooh, I think I washed myself out. My computer gets so bright sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, me too. I have like a light on my desk. I have the light from the iPad that screws with the camera as well. You know, I was I was going to say I was going to offer this up at the midpoint um, between where I was and the new stretch goal. I was going to put it at 4,800, but it looks like we actually just passed and we're at 4,801 now. Ooh. And so I'm going to definitely be doing an update on the comic book campaign and i will include your artwork and um i'll give a link to the video so people can watch uh what you're doing here oh yeah and I, that is super rad <laughs> I, I don't know i get i have so much fun just watching other people work i always i don't know what it is i get that imposter syndrome i always feel like everybody else is doing a better job than me I get the same. Uh, it's even worse if it's like a 13-year-old that I see on Instagram and they've just done this incredibly realistic like painting of something. It's ugh. Yeah. It, it is something. And it's hard to deal with. I think everybody that gets into artwork has some sort of, uh, what is that? They want to be a, a, a glutton for punishment. <laughs> they are... Mm -hmm. uh, 
sadist for sure because you're just asking for the for the pain that comes along with it but that's what drives us to get better too i think Mm -hmm. you gotta prove that you're better than some 13 year old on the internet but every little bit counts i guess every little bit of motivation wow so yeah so um yeah stretch goals i know like i was saying when we reach the um We've surpassed the 4,800, but we're going to go towards the 5,000. And at $5,000 um, for the comic, that is definitely a successful point. And everything that goes now at this point is going to probably be poured directly into um, making the second issue. And it's just going to make it that much quicker to be able to turn that out. So I'm super excited for that. And mm-hmm. uh, so that that's the goal right now. And one of the cool things is being able to offer up the creator commentary for that. Ooh, I don't think you get that a whole lot, um, especially in an audio version, which will be pretty nice. And everybody gets it, not just the physical backers. I know with that bumper sticker, sometimes people get discouraged and don't share as much because they don't think that they're going to get uh, a uh, bonus reward or something. Um but this is the way to include everybody, which I really, really try to do. Like I said, I was trying to give everybody the proper respect for the work that they do. want to get the recognition out there for how they're doing and what they've done to kind of contribute to the community and really help, you know, grow and inspire other people to, to want to be involved. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's so much fun for me. So I know that even early on when I was going to college, that's one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to, uh, my, the classes I was taking was early childhood education with a, I was going to go for artwork. I wanted to be an art teacher. Mm-hmm. Life handed its own obstacles mm-hmm. and speed bumps in the way. And so now I, ju- I just get to teach my kids if they want to learn, but. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do you, do you know much about like the indie comic community or anything, or have you, contributed or gotten into any kind of indie art uh not really uh interning now for freestyle comics is like my first uh actual jump into the indie scene of anything i think right on that's super rad though and that's a great opportunity oh it is yeah it's very interesting to learn uh about the process that goes into making comics especially in like in the perspective of it being an indie comic. Yeah. One of the cool stuff about doing the indie thing is that you get to create your own box and even try like define a new box. So you're never set. You can come up with something new and something raw and kind of play in your own field. And that's, I love that freedom. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. You definitely have, like, I could see this being, like, a full-on, like, animated, uh, like, a cartoon based off what you're doing here. Thanks. Yeah. I would say I'm decently cartoon-influenced. Do you have, like, a favorite cartoon that actually serves as, like, your biggest inspiration? Ooh, good question. Uh, I'm to remember what I've seen. I've lost every single one that I could think of. Okay. 
I would, uh, I'd say like some animes, but like my style isn't influenced by that. I love okay. um, the animation, like style of animation that comes with anime. I think this is yeah. this is fun. I could see this as maybe popping up in some sort of Halloween edition of like Teen Titans or something. <laughs> yeah, and I think we just got the note to start wrapping up. So, is there any last minute questions or anything you have for me before um, we we go? Yeah, like from chat. I don't have any more questions. I've, like, I've, I'm very good with like all the answers you've given, like all the insight on your own comic here. Right on. And if you have any other, you know, other questions or anything, I'm always an open book. You can find me on Instagram as Instinct Comics. You can find me the same on Twitter. You can find me on um, TikTok as Instinct. Um, you've got my name spelled right there. I'm on mm -hmm. Facebook. There's the um, Indie Comic Conspiracy. Like I said, if you want to connect with other artists or anything like that, we're always looking to kind of help support each other grow and learn. And if comic books or character concept design, you might find yourself actually employed by some of us indie artists, not just an internship, which would be totally rad. And I would totally like hype you up. And I would recommend you for sure, based even on just what you're doing here. So Thank that's you. super awesome. But yeah, so those are all the places you can find me. Um, you can go to servercomic.com if you want to find the campaign. There's a couple other videos on there. Um, you get to see like the stickers, the air freshener reward. You get to see a picture of Kyron in a blow-up unicorn um, <laughs> like Halloween costume, <laughs> which is super great. And um, But yeah, so um, just as a real quick, Cerber is um, like Uber for the paranormal. And yeah, so that's about it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Now I appreciate being on here and just watching you guys work and seeing all this stuff and actually getting to connect. It's one of my favorite things about conventions is connecting with people and like asking questions even because I want to know about you just as much as me because <laughs> you're a potential audience. You're a potential fan. You're, you're, you're somebody I inspire to influence through what I'm doing. And so that is amazing both to learn uh, from you and about you and to share what I do. So thank you for having me on here, guys. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no, anytime. <laughs> Great. You're good. <laughs> All right. I think, yeah, I think that's it. And that's a wrap. I think that I should ask Mr. Watson. I think that I should ask Mr. Watson. I think that I should ask Mr. Watson.